0: JoeVerdigan.com. This on-the-record segment brought to you by Ken Sports, Wisconsin's largest motorsports dealer. And with me is a driver who's been out of the game for a while, but I grew up as a kid watching him race. He always had real good-looking cars on the dirt, on the asphalt. And I think the last time that I, he was involved in racing was at Chilton in the in the Pro Four class, Gary Rayborn. And uh, Gary, talk about how and when it all started for you. This 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 crazy thing of stock car racing.
1: Well. I moved on here in 69. From
0: where, Florence, right? From Florence. I wanted
1: wanted to pursue racing and didn't know anybody, didn't have any contacts, and it just started from there and I ended up helping a guy by the name of Mike Kelly, and the next year I, I bought a Dave Rimes used car from Gene Wheeler, and we just started going.
0: What year was that? That was in 75, right?
1: 75, yeah.
0: I remember a specifically a night at Seymour Speeder in the 70s. Didn't Dick Trickle race your car one night?
1: Yes, he did.
0: Talk uh, about that. I heard he, he made a whole lot of changes to it. Fact or fiction?
1: Yeah, he he did. The guy, the car he was going to drive didn't show up. And they said, well, you can drive mine, but it's, you know, it's not up to snuff. And he went and and lapped it. And, I, of course, I had a welder and torches, and we cut the front end all apart and linked in the A-frames and welded them up and... We basically rebuilt the car in the pits and he actually ran really good, really
0: good building. Right. And you know, you, you had a, a solid racing career yourself on the dirt, but like a lot of people in the early 80s, a lot of those guys from the valley had to make kind of a decision between the dirt and the asphalt, and you kind of migrated over to the asphalt. Back then, what was the reason for your choice to switch? kind of stick with the asphalt?
1: Uh, this time, it was easier for me. Kagana was right in my backyard and it wasn't quite as much maintenance as that was right.
0: Uh, the dirt late models in the early '80s were kind of getting to be out of control rule-wise, and they had that nine-to-one compression rule, which kind of kept the costs down on asphalt. Did that factor in a little bit? Because it does seem like the car counts started to, to, to really kind of explode in the in the early '80s as time went on. Well, typical of the west side of the state, they they were smart enough to know I had to do something. That-
1: the trailer that all the car on but that was a big deal for us and we were competitive with you know $2,700 motor we could run right
0: with them right um of course I've interviewed you for uh the book 51032 McBride Parker Like tell us a story about uh when you and Pete went down south to race in particular the story about when you, you threw them a roll of duct tape I mean you got you got to tell our listeners this one this is a dandy
1: yeah, this is one of the craziest things. I went down to El Pete with an NDRA race down at Paducah, Kentucky, and he, uh, he hit a big pothole on the track, and uh, the car just shot to the right and rolled over, and back on its wheels, and the way goes. Well, the darn roof tore off, and it was hanging up in the air off the A-pillar. So I'm down in the pits, and this is a bank track. He's going by on the track, and I had a roll of duct tape. He's going by on the caution, and I flipped it underhand, and it went perfect, right in the driver's window, right into his hand.
0: And he caught it.
1: Yeah, and then he's, <laughs> he's driving the car with his knees, and he's tearing duct tape off and wrapping it around the A-pillar, and he tied the roof down with the damn duct tape, so we up up finishing 10th in the race and <laughs> I feel like you'd never think you'd even finish. Wow.
0: Yeah, you, you, you travel a lot with Pete and work with him. I mean, one of the best in terms of dirt late model racers never ever come out of Wisconsin and even the Midwest. Fair assessment?
1: Yeah. Oh, Pete. Pete's excellent. Yeah, I got a lot of respect for Pete. Boy, he, he put his time and money into that race. And,
0: he did. You
1: know, he, he, was just a, he was nonstop. The guy was just just uh, that was his thing
0: more history now uh and we talk about this with mike randerson a lot you were actually the first full-time employee f- for rander car racing and as such you got the bird's eye view you got to know uh some some quite a few drivers very well and one of them was alan kowicki who by all rights had a lot of quirks and uh uh could kind of test the patience of some people you got any good stories about uh ha- alan kowicki
1: oh yeah there's a lot of stories uh Working with him, you know, building his cars and stuff, he was pretty quirky about everything and you know, I Mike's told the story a bunch of times. The worst one was we were setting the seat in the steering column and tack on the support for the steer rod for the steering wheel and quite right. Break it off, grind it, change it here. I must have did it about ten times.
0: <laughs>
1: Finally, I said I gotta take a break. I went and I talked to Mike. I says Mike, I says it's gonna take us four hours to mount the damn steering column in this car. And Mike said with me down. He said, just, just, bear with it. It'll... So we got it all set and everything was fine. So. Right, but he he was a perfectionist, and I mean it had to be exactly the way he wanted it. And
0: for better or for worse, right?
1: Better or for worse, and you can't I can't say a bad thing about him. He was hard to work with, but he was determined, and look what he did, you know.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> um, so after your late model days were done, you had some fun uh, with a new class that your friend Terry Kralovitz started at Shannol. The old Kralovitz cars, uh, they were Pro fours. They called them mini stocks at the time. And I was talking to Terry, those guys, you guys had a lot of fun with those, and, and they were fairly affordable to put together. Talk about your your times uh, uh with the mini stock slash pro fours.
1: Well, Terry came in there one day and he was propping this idea about this affordable race car that everybody could do and different ideas, and I give him a bunch of input. And he went home and oh, yeah. built the car and then I I took I took a week off in the fall when it was really slow, and uh, went up and we redid a bunch of stuff. And I just we kind of hand built one car, and then we built them all off of that car, so they were all the same. And you know, run the 2300 Ford, which we run at 8,000 RPM. Right. The things were. We had a lot of good guys racing them cars. Oh yeah. Wheeler and Roger Regas.
0: Oh yeah. And then, and then when, when they got kind of kicked out out of Shawano, I was working at Chilton in 93, I think is when Steve Rudolph brought you guys in there. I think that track was almost, that little quarter mile was almost a perfect fit for those cars. And I remember uh, we had a lot of fun with, with those things, didn't we?
1: Yeah, um, those cars were a lot faster than people thought. Uh, M.J. McBride's crew chief come down one night and I won the feature at Shawnee with it. And he timed MJ from the entrance to the corner to the exit off the telephone poles. And he said, I gained a lot of respect for your little cars tonight. He said, You're as fast as the late models through the corner. The only time we were slower was lack of horsepower on the street. Right. But they they were fast. I mean, a lot faster than you think. And like you said, you go to a shorter track, they're even faster.
0: Looking back on your career, uh, what were some of the highlights? What stands out most in Gary Rayburn's racing career? Whether it's dirt, asphalt, or any division, uh, what was the best part of your career that you really can take pride in?
1: Actually, the Pro 4 cars. Uh, Me and Terry worked together and got them things running. uh, One year, I won 10 features in a row at Chano. They put a bounty on me. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty funny. We had a lot of fun, though.
0: So what, what does Gary Rayborn do these days? Do you still attend races as a fan on occasion or no?
1: Yeah, we go to like the Dirt Kings and the Super Late Models. And, and I'm helping a, a, a guy with his two kids on uh, Sport Mods, JVN. Okay. So I work with the two boys. Yep. Yeah. Pretty good time. And I
0: River up through Dunbar swing by because I know I know you're not far from up there I, I see you're up there pretty close along the time so oh, yeah. Gary, Gary Rayborn thanks for the time and uh, we'll see you at a racetrack this summer I hope so all right